Hello and welcome to The Motion Picture, a podcast where two blokes with zero credentials talk about movies that don't exist. Sometimes it's three people? Mostly two. Mostly. At least two. At least two. Minimum two-man job. (laughs) Absolute minimum. Um, My name's Matt Hopkins, and I'm joined by one of my best friends in the whole world, Michael Trinko. Well, thank you very kindly. So, before we kick off into our first movie, I just wanted to... Um, I bring up that when, when we thought of this podcast idea, we were really excited because we thought it was it was really unique, pitching pitching sequels that don't exist. Yeah, it was definitely a, like a eureka moment, but in the vein of like a shower thought where we had the idea and then did absolutely no research as to the originality of it at all. Zero research, like nothing. And then the other day, I... Um, Looked up. Oh, I went to search for Waterworld Two in preparation for this to see if maybe anyone else had any ideas. And there, it's not an original idea at all. There's a lot of podcasts of people talking about sequels. For two guys that work with like media and technology, <laughs> you would have thought like a cursory Google search might have been the first thing we did. Look, but, but no, nah. you'd think so, but we didn't. And here we are. We're doing it anyway. We don't care. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a good time. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Anyway, yeah, so as I said, first movie, Waterworld, 1995, Kevin Costner. What a year. <laughs> what a film. What did Waterworld mean to you, Michael Trinko? So, Waterworld. Waterworld, I've seen uh, several times just sort of, you know, on, either on free-to-air television because it was on or, you know, now that streaming services are pretty prolific. Um, but when we decided to do this, it was actually really interesting because it took on like a totally... Like when you start to pay attention to a movie like this, it's very different viewing. Um, so I guess we'll just start with the, the plot summary of the film, and then we'll just go into it and just spoil the entire film. So if you haven't seen it, yeah, totally. Yeah, big spoiler warnings, just quietly. I mean, it should be obvious by now, but oh uh, yeah, it, it, I yeah. Hope so. <laughs> We're also going to spoil our own ideas that don't exist. As well. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I've got a polar for you. <laughs> don't you worry. So the uh, for those uh, unfamiliar or haven't seen it for a while, the the summary, uh, the plot summary of Waterworld is that the polar ice caps have melted down, and most of Earth is underwater. Uh, in this situation, a mutated mariner fights starvation and reluctantly helps a woman and a young girl find dry land. I so one thing that I loved in the beginning of this is that they didn't they didn't tell you one like what the year was. They didn't specify a year. You know, usually like they specify, you know, the year is 2030 or whatever, the polar ice caps have melted. No, they've just said in the future. Yeah. I don't hate that. I think they had the foresight to know that this was going to be such a classic film <laughs> that to, pos- to restrict it to a time frame would just be foolish. You're you know? right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Future generations will watch this and be like, this could be around the corner. <laughs> just like we were all thinking back in 95. The second thing i love about the beginning of this movie is that it opens on a clip of like you see a shot through kevin costner's legs pissing into a cup that's what they chose to open it with i have so many problems with this scene well no i've got one problem with this scene it's implying that he he pisses into a cup he puts it into this machine and then the machine does its magic and then makes it drinkable right if it can filter piss into drinking water could you not just filter the ocean water that is <laughs> everywhere? So glad you said that. <laughs> I I watched this last night with, with one of my roommates and 
like just casually watching it and he even said that as well <laughs> like not related to this like this podcast at all he was just like why can't you just do that with the ocean water that he's great okay so good about? yeah i'm glad that this is a, a thing it's it's perfect because it actually that opening scene was like because i totally forgot that was a thing um because i haven't seen it in probably a couple of years um but when i was this sort of it really gives you an insight into what the next two hours of your life is about to be like in my opinion because pissing a cup pissing a cup yeah <laughs> kevin costner pissing in the wind um because after i googled Waterworld just to get like a plot summary for this you know in google it has like the people also ask section and there's like a couple of drop down menus with like similar or related searches that you know might be of interest to you and if you pop one of those open it just gives you like a quick little snippet of you know one of the um the first websites and for Waterworld, and all I mind you, all I all I googled was Waterworld. I just wanted a summary. The first result in um, people also asked was why was Waterworld so bad? <laughs> Classic. And if you click that open, the little snippet of text it gives you says Waterworld received mixed reviews when it was released, earning praise for its futuristic setting and premise, but criticism for its characters and acting performances. However, the film gained notoriety for its runaway production costs, causing it to be the most expensive film ever made at the time. And for me, that tops the summary. Like, that to <laughs> me is what, like, when people ask what Waterworld's about, you should just say that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Bloated, uh, just not great, really. And on no. the whole. Yeah. It's a really, really expensive leak that Kevin Costner took into a piece of plastic. <laughs> and then filtered it into drinking water, which he fed to an entire population. Yeah. Yeah. He also put it he also gargled and spat it into a plant. He did, well, he did do that. Immediately after doing that. He did do that. And then the man stole his limes. <laughs> <laughs> the limes was weird to me. Yeah. I mean yeah, whatever. It could have been like I, I don't know if there was a, a possible fruit or vegetable that I would have been like, that's acceptable. Well I mean, I guess I guess you you, you take what you get. In Waterworld, don't you? That's right. (laughs) You're growing limes, hell. (laughs) Maybe limes is the most piss-filtered, (laughs) water-friendly produce in Waterworld. Can grow on piss. But yeah, I think uh, like the the main the main plot of the movie is that um, Kevin Costner is a mutant. He has gills, which which says to me that this. That like the, the ice caps melting is not recent, right? Like it can't like for 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 a mutation like that to take place, it would have had to have been a long. This, this is a hole, right? This was a, yeah. <laughs> this massively tri- tripped me up. I never initially ever gave this any thought at all. Like just watching it casually, but as soon as you get in a situation where you're like paying attention, total game changer. Because I thought the exact same thing. I was like, okay. There's no distinct timeline here of how long it's been or how far into the future it is. There is a few references throughout the movie about like centuries have passed. So we're talking like hundreds of years. Mm. Okay, fair. So that's a, like a reasonable amount of time. But as you said, we have uh, like the next step in human evolution. So not only has like the ice caps completely melted, it's what you would assume has been a significant period of time for humans to then adapt biologically to that new scenario. It, for, but for whatever reason, Kevin Costner is the only one. Yeah. But at the same time, all the like debris and like detritus that is now like previous dry earth is still like around. <laughs> yeah. Like people are wearing colanders as hats. 
um, the, one of the early scenes is like Kevin Costner chucking on a pair of old ski boots that he finds, which also bugged me as well because like <laughs> he's walking around way too cut like casually in that. I also was like, why? Why is he doing that? Why is he wearing ski boots? But then later on, I was really like, I realized, oh, he's hiding his webbed feet. Oh, oh, totally. Yeah, because yeah. he puts them on before that. he goes into that um, that little you know floating city thing to trade. Oh, the atoll. Atoll, that's the, the atoll. one. Yes. Classic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the the plot is is pretty loose, right? Like it's it's he's he's a he doesn't have a name, he's just the mariner. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um I and, assume because mutants don't have names in the future. <laughs> yes. I mean it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's uh sailing the oceans just just getting by. They yeah, he he gets this atoll, he gets captured, um, because they notice he's a mutant. Yeah, they they see his gills. Um, they initially think he's a he's a smoker spy, mm. although at the time smoker doesn't mean anything just yet. Um, and then yeah, they realize he's he's a mutant, and they all like freak out, like they lose their minds. Oh yeah, and so they jump on him and throw him into a cage. Um, his fate is to be thrown into that murky mud pie pool that apparently recycles dead humans, but from memory. It wasn't ex- exactly explained what they do with that weird muck. Yeah, what the hell is that? I don't think they ever explained it at all. I always just knew it as weird, weird mud. Does it float on top of the water? Have they got like a big container? I don't know. Do they like maybe they maybe it's fertilizer? But like I don't know. Like the the thing of piss becoming drinkable water was just like a not a problem. <laughs> We've sorted that out, and then someone came across a whole corpse and was like useless. <laughs> Like <laughs> chuck it, chuck it into some sort of like you know melted McFlurry consistency <laughs> muck. It'll take care of it. Yeah. Look, whatever it does, I hate it. <laughs> it looks exactly like shit. It does, um, and I have no time for it. But then, yeah, we get we get acquainted with um, the smokers who you mentioned before, who are the, the enemy. Yes, the- we um, we have so the first recognizable face, obviously Kevin Costner. Um, and then the, I think the real big name in the film is um, Dennis Hopper, the head smoker, if you will. The head smoker. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's got a title or anything like that, but I believe his character's name is Deacon. Deacon? Deacon, Deacon. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You know, the funny thing is when I saw this as a kid, it didn't faze me that they were all just huffing durries like madmen, like just smoking so many cigarettes. Mm. You couldn't get away with that now, for starters. No. Like putting that many cigarettes in a movie. Or maybe you could. I don't know. My thing with the smokers was because, like, initially it's, it's, it's off-putting, right? Like, mm. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we've just seen someone drink his own piss. Um, he's got gills. He's wearing, like, ski boots. Um, but then all of a sudden, like, everything's, you know, wind and, and just, like, trying to get by. And then these guys with, like, petrol-powered jet skis, boats, seemingly endless amounts of bullets... I'm not sure how far into the future again this is, but they're just lying around. And cigarettes, but not like shitty makeshift future cigarettes, like packet branded cigarettes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That to me was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. So I was like watching it now because like, yeah, as a kid, like seeing all those cigarettes, I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> they like smoking. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But now I was like, well, no, hang on. Like, why are they all? Why are they all smashing ciggies like it's like it's food? You know what I mean? So I I looked it up. <laughs> I typed in Waterworld. Why the smoking? And I got a really interesting, <laughs> way more thought out response than I was expecting. And it was uh, it was on Reddit. 
It's by a user deep underscore C2. Oh. Very nautical. Wow. Might be, they might be working for Big Waterworld. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> a name like that. They're working for Big Drinkable Piss. So it says, uh, when I first watched Waterworld, I thought it was silly in, in a world where people barely have enough food and water to survive. The smokers somehow have a large supply of cigarettes and alcohol. It wasn't until I started working on ships when I realized why this was. In maritime shipping, the universal currency for bribes is cigarettes and alcohol. Ooh. In some countries, you will not pass inspection unless the inspector gets his carton and his bottle, even if the ship is up to code. So the captain always kept a large supply of cigarettes and alcohol in the um, in the bonded store to make sure his ship and crew did not get detained. Uh, the only things that would have survived the melting of the ice caps are the thousands of ships, since the smokers are essentially pirates. It makes sense that they would go from ship to ship and steal all the cigarettes and alcohol. But okay. then it gets it gets it gets even further into it, right? Um, another element to this is the Exxon Valdez, yes, uh, which is the oil tanker that ran aground in Alaska back in 1989 and spilt a bunch of oil. It was one of the biggest environmental disasters ever. Near the end of the movie, we find out that the smoker's hideout is actually the Exxon Valdez, which I noticed this time because I read this before I before I went back and watched it again, and I like I noticed that it's on the ship, and they're actually like worshipping. Like, was it the captain of the ship? Captain Joe Hazelwood. That's it. That's what prompted me to look this up yeah. as well, was because seemingly out of the blue, Dennis Hopper goes over and has a little conversation with this portrait of someone called Captain Joe Hazelwood, and he refers to him as Saint Joe. And <laughs> for a movie up until this point that seemed just like an absolute bird shot of just special effects and, and like seemingly... It's like they are just all of a sudden they just like drop this thing in your face because obviously they thought they were being too subtle for the first hour and a half. Um, and yeah, I saw this picture and I was like, okay, that's obviously someone important. That's someone noteworthy. And a cursory Google search of that brings up all this stuff about yeah, Exxon Valdez, um, how he was accused of him and the crew were accused of being intoxicated at the time, which was like led to the disaster, which is why. In that, not long after that initial scene where he talks to the picture of St. Joe, um, he's announced to give a speech. And the guy announcing him is holding a half-empty bottle of Jack Daniels um, and a bunch of them are all drinking alcohol throughout these later scenes, including one scene which was like, as blatant as it comes, the I think the Irish guy who's looking after the kidnapped girl at this point, he starts like stealing, like pouring glasses of vodka and then topping the bottles back up with water. <laughs> And the girl says to him, you shouldn't do that. You're going to get into trouble. And it just seems like this whole sequence was like, they got to it and were like, I feel like we haven't been obvious enough about this Exxon Valdez link in the film. And so I'm not sure if they were trying to be deep or maybe I just went way overboard. <laughs> but at this point, I was like, okay, they're clearly just using this incident as like a premise for an entire film. Yeah, totally. Um, and they're equating oil usage and fossil fuels with vices, which is why they smoke all the time and why they, mm. you know, they just use petrol and bullets and alcohol willy-nilly. Like, it's, you know, there's, they don't care. They just waste it and use it. So that was my little thing. I was like, oh, they're trying to, it's making it like a big environmental parable, but it took like an hour and a half to get there. I disagree, man. I think that this movie was an excuse to get Kevin Costner in some tight pants and, you know, do a big abseil scene. No, what? No, not abseil. What's the thing? Flying fox. Oh, flying fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The classic scene. Yeah. 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 You could be right. I mean, it could just be that Kevin Costner wanted to be like the cool guy in a film, 
And Dennis Hopper was probably like smashing durries anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We might as well work this into the script. <laughs> the guy ends up smoking just, yeah. He's going to do it anyway. Maybe his character really loves cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it work. One of my favorite things actually, which uh, it's not a huge event, but just uh, I always like to point out like any little cameos, particularly of younger actors before they become big people, is uh, Jack Black. I was going to say Jack Black. Yes. He's the, he's the pilot. He's the pilot. And yeah. and for one very brief moment after the like the incident where he almost crashes, he looks like a very young Nathan Hindmarsh. Is that right? And I was very excited about that. It's extremely <laughs> niche, I know, but um, yeah. We love niche. We love niche. Well, yeah, we do. I love niche. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I wrote I wrote some notes. Uh, while I was watching this, Hit me. Um, none of none of them really mean anything. Um, but I, I guess it's important to me that you know what I wrote down. This this was a, a line I think early on in the movie, when it was just nothing's free in Water World. <laughs> yep. I don't I don't know why I wrote that down. Maybe it was really cornerly delivered. I think it definitely was. I feel like it was um, that were you know in some movies where like lines. Um, become really famous mm. and like people associate that line with the movie like everybody knows i'll be back totally it's arnold schwarzenegger and terminator and i knew that line well before i saw the movie but then i saw the movie and i was like oh like it just sort of like it's not a big deal like he literally just says it and just like walks out the door <laughs> i was like oh okay cool but like i think they went the opposite way here like it's it, to me a lot of like the stuff kevin costner says is like like that line you just said then is like Oh, this is going to be like the quotable line. This yeah, is going to be the thing that people yeah. like say, and it's like, oh, it's a reference to Waterworld, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the phrase. Yeah, 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 they're infiltrating like you know the zeitgeist. Well, that didn't work out the way they planned. Not for the reason they intended, at least. No. <laughs> so another thing I wrote down is the thing that that got the mariner caught out when he was at the atoll was when he was about to leave. And the elders came up. Well, I think it was the elders or maybe a family or something. But they, they offered like a woman. They mm. said, we want your seed. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> knock off our daughter. Yep. And then you can go or whatever. And then he was like, no, nah, I'm not interested. And the, <laughs> the reason they were like, no one that's been at sea that long turns down a woman. So, he must be a mutant. <laughs> and then they, yeah, and then they like hold him. And they're like, yep, mutant, got him. Yeah. And straight into a cage. Yeah. Like they had that ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. He suspended way up. They couldn't just put him on the ground floor to suspend him <laughs> yeah. for dramatic effect. And that weird sort of like mad scientist guy, uh, I forget what his name is. Yeah, the, the Doc Brown of uh, yeah of, uh, of Waterworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only person with like an airship that's not like a, you know, like an airplane or something like that. It's just like his own wacky invention, which I never, I didn't understand how that filled up with air because I'm pretty sure you see a bunch of tubes of the water like flowing through it. And then this thing inflates and he just like, he's like, oh, I've I've got no control. Sorry. (laughs) Like, I've got to go now. And he just floats away. Like he was like, I'm so sorry for leaving like the woman and the daughter behind. I know why it filled up. Oh, so no, like he falls. Oh, wait, sorry. What do you mean? You know no, I know, the te- I know the technology. I know what he's. I know what he's doing. Is that right? Yeah. You're getting air from water somehow. Well, no. See that machine that he pumped the lever of. Yeah. Full of piss. Uh-huh. So like like a year's supply of that old man's piss, piss. is lighter than air. Yeah, and Perfect. and he and it starts that chemical reaction, the same one that turns the, the, it into drinking water. <laughs> he gets gallons of drinking water and <laughs> fills his thing with air, piss air. He is a mad scientist. He's That's crazy. A genius. But I, I, what I liked about that was when he like 
this unstoppable, uncontrollable process of his balloon inflating begins. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, I just got to get into my little basket. And he jumps in the basket and, you know, the woman and the daughter are like, you know, wait for us. And he's like, I got no control. Sorry. Like, I'm out of here. And he just sort of like floats off and he's gone. But then when the next time we see him, there he is in a controlled float (laughs) right above them. And he throws them a rope so they can climb aboard his little floating ship. Yeah. What an asshole. And and what a and what a coincidence that they that, that he found. Or oh, he did he did say that um, if it wasn't for the smoke, I wouldn't have found you or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd call bullshit. Well, I want to know what he was doing the entire time. <laughs> Where was he? He was having a great time, just floating around, drinking his gallons of piss water. Now that that actor as well, he's like a like a uh, well, he's dead now, but he was like a well known American character actor, right? Um, and I he's got like a really like. Like I know that voice as well, and I was like, I know this guy. Like, where have I seen him from? I've probably seen him in a million things. The only thing I ever remember him from is he's like the the drug expert, quote unquote, from that uh, lecture lecture, um, like the presentation scene in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, Ah. he's the one when they like they they're all. It's like a room full of cops. And Johnny Depp's character walks in and he's like, you know, watching this presentation about reefer madness and he's giving a, yeah, that guy's giving a presentation. There you go. And so that that was for me, I was like, well, that's that guy. <laughs> there like, he is. That's all I could think of the entire time. Yeah. There he is. Um, I also liked that they, they called drinkable water hydro. Yeah. But was it like a special water? Was it like, I thought it was like a synthetic water thing. Interesting. Maybe, maybe that's just what they call the piss water. I assume that everyone's drinking drinkable piss. I kind of hope so. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if like if there's another way, maybe it's not a portable method. Maybe hydro is like, you know, it, it'll sate you, and you can just piss wherever you want. Anywhere. Because yeah, we got we got another method. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. That was very Wild West. That scene. That that first scene where he goes to the atoll and he's like, first meets the the barmaid. Um, and that guy comes up and he's talking to him. It, it was very like they're drinking hydro and everything. Everything's <laughs> about like you know why are you talking to me? Everyone's just angry at each other and there's like a lot of hostility going on. And then he buys a tomato plant, like all good westerns, as you do and with yeah, your chits, with your ch- yeah, chits, yeah. chits. I, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, uh, have one currency. Have dirt the currency. You know, don't don't exchange the dirt for another currency. Yeah. Is that is a chits only good on the atoll? Like, what's the deal there? Yeah, I, I just my, I think my biggest gripe with chits is just the name, like of all the things, like of all the sounds, like that you would could invent, like just it's too, like chits just is way too easy to be shits. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're absolutely right. Like just that's one poor pronunciation away from like give me all your shits, and like that's not funny. I also have a problem with dirt being a currency, right? Because I assume it is like a, a type of currency. Yeah, it, was, it seemed to be like some sort of um, like raw material, like if someone you know gave you gold. Yeah. But the thing that initially bugged me before I realized wh- why he did this was when he first basically bribes his way into the place is he shows them the jar of dirt and they're like, oh, he's got dirt. And then he pulls out a handful of it and just like lets it blow away in the breeze. Yeah. But like <laughs> it's obviously like a really rare commodity. Yeah. Like, why would you just be so blasé with that? Yeah. He like, just wasted like 20 chits worth of dirt just showing it. Yeah. Like, when I'm checking out at like Woolies, like, I don't push in front of people and just like hold up my wallet <laughs> and then just like let a couple of notes fl- like flow yeah. away and just be like, ah, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Like, if you made Waterworld, you would. 
That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that every day at the supermarket. I reckon I could probably get to the front of the line by drinking my own piss at Woolies as well. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got some issues. Yeah. Let him check out, man. <laughs> let's, let's just all pull through together, people. <laughs> um, yeah, the dirt thing was funny, but um, there is obviously some sort of like exchange rate as well because that guy who is the uh, landlord from the Big Lebowski is like the guy doing the transaction. He's like, 62 chits. And then he, he just very easily bargains with them by saying, give me double. And they're like, all right. <laughs> but I don't know, like, is is the dirt actually useful to them? Well, I wonder, the only thing I can think of that would possibly be useful is the tomato plant, like growing produce. But yeah. surely all those seeds and that sort of stuff is just as rare, if not rarer than dirt. Yeah, totally. Also, like, like to me, having, having the dirt, like, I understand that it's, that it's rare and it's worth something because it's so rare, mm. but- um, it's it's also kind of like having having some like moon dust. You know what I mean? It's like it's cool to have, and you could probably sell it for a lot, but you can't really do anything with it. Well, yeah, in I sort of see it as the modern day equivalent of gold, anyway. Yeah, okay. Because frankly, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, if someone came <laughs> up to me and was like, "Hey, man, I got like all this gold," I'd be like, "What the fuck do you do with gold?" Like, what do I do with that? It's nice to have. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. we've just assigned this arbitrary value. To something that looks pretty. I don't yeah. know. At least, I don't know, dirt. I, I, maybe that's like, ooh. Yeah, maybe, okay. Maybe that's what they mean. Maybe yeah. they're like, money's money's useless, man. It's an, anti, <laughs> it's an anti-capitalist film. Yeah. <laughs> we only take chits here, dude. <laughs> Another thing I really liked is um, in The Smokers, there's a scene in, on The smoke on the Exxon with The Smokers, and they are um, they're surrounded by tinned meat called Smeat. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is an obvious play. Like, it looks exactly like Spam. I assume it's spiced meat, just like Spam <laughs> is spiced ham. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Smeat. Just generic meat. Yeah, slippery meat. Slippery, slippery meat. I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed um, when they, like, fanged around the ship, just, like, like handing out cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> like, just throwing them out. And then at one point, they were doing that with the Smeat. They were throwing out tins of Smeat. Yeah, the off the... Um where he gives the big speech at the end of yeah. the balcony thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the one thing that um, <laughs> that bugged me for some reason was at the very end when they do finally find dry land, spoilers, is they walk into a like a hut and there's like all those drawings of the tattoo that the girl has on her back. And then there's two skeletons, <laughs> like two, so obviously very dead people yeah. on a, I'm not sure if it's a tabletop, but they're on something, right? But they're lying in this room on top of, you know, this board. And that one guy goes, maybe we should put them under the dirt. I think it was their way. He's based on what? <laughs> like he's never, he's never been to dry land before in his life. And he sees two corpses in a room and goes, I'm assuming this is a sign that they should be put under the dirt, which I've only ever seen like once. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I yeah. don't know why that just really bugged me. No, I like I... It, it, there is so many dumb things that I'm willing to like. Just be like, yeah, it's fine. Like the cigarettes and all that sort of stuff. Like it's all I'm assuming meant to be symbolic or something like that. That was just dumb. <laughs> I'm not sure if they edited like something ended up on the floor that like made that makes sense. But 
Yeah, maybe there's a, maybe there's a Waterworld deleted scene that really explains that. That's what we need. We need the Waterworld yeah. director's cut. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what the world needs, <laughs> especially now. Yeah, I, I fucking want to see that. I want to see that shit, man. Maybe we can get JJ Abrams to reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be into it, man. I reckon if anyone's going to do it, he would do it. So uh, the um, the little girl. Did you recognize that actor? Um, I thought she looked familiar, which is like, uh, it's like people around that age as well. It's like in, you know, going through puberty, you can totally look yeah. different at the end. But I did sort of think she looked familiar. I ended up searching. Yeah. Um, she was in a few things, but the, like the main one for me was she's the girl from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Like, yeah. 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 We are on the same wavelength. How good. That, um, yeah, that, that blew me away. Like, I, I know this girl. Like, she looks so familiar, but I can't picture where. And I did the same thing where I Googled. I was like, oh, shit. It's, it's the chick from Napoleon Dynamite. What what a completely different role. Yeah, I... Totally. I mean, well, I guess, you know, years apart, but... I wonder if, like, Waterworld was a detriment to her career or if it was, like, a helpful thing. Like, do you think the the brains behind Napoleon Dynamite were, like... <laughs> Locked in the yeah. water world, girl. <laughs> We're good. Boo, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I always wonder that, like, in in terms of like, you watch a, a movie, like, we're obviously just like a couple of schmucks who just like we have like the most distant relationship with this medium possible. So it's really easy to like watch a shit movie and be like, they'll never get work again. Like, who? Why, why would anyone hire them? Totally, and yeah. You, like, watch interviews with, like, actors and directors and writers and lots of stuff, and they're just like, yeah, I saw them in, like, you know, Shit Sandwich 2, The Shitting, and I was like, <laughs> they were so good, yeah. you know? And so there's obviously, like, a different dynamic going on behind the scenes. So maybe, maybe Napoleon Dynamite and co. were, like, spectacular. Yeah, well, you know, you're absolutely right. But, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree with you, man. Like, I, um, I don't have any any idea of how all this stuff works it's all magic to me and i'm like a dumbass man like i have to, sometimes i have to watch a movie like five times to be like oh no well, he was dead the whole time yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like i'm 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 not I'm not good with movies a lot of the time kevin costner was dead the whole time that may have actually made this movie better yeah oh totally <laughs> yeah, yeah i have a question for you does the mariner have a fish dick do fish have dicks I shoot them. They must have something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think is it like birds, and they've just got like that one multi-purpose hole. I think you've, you've gone through the looking glass here, but you haven't gone deep enough. The dick thing is is important. I want to know if he does those funny stringy fish poos. <laughs> like, does he does he jump into the water and then just like tries to swim away from that cord coming out of his backside? <laughs> oh God! Someone please answer that question. <laughs> How does how does Kevin Costner in Waterworld take a dump? Yeah, let's get Costner on the line. <laughs> that, like they established so early how he pisses and how he drinks, all in the one shot. But they, yeah, I need to know how he shits. Yeah, does he turn that into? Is that how he grows the limes? Oh yeah, okay. Well, mm. I guess that would make sense because I can't imagine dirt that he picks up from like hundred leagues below him. Yeah, it has any nutrients in it at all for like plants to grow like that is just loaded with salt <laughs> yeah true so and, and he'd just be eating fish all the time right speaking of which i always thought when he went to you know when he when he went to get food oh the fishing he sequence? Di- yeah he dived yeah. into to get i always just assumed it was a, a shark or something like a, like a normal animal <laughs> but it was some mutant fish like yeah. they went all out and were like no this fish is fucked yeah 
I that's another one of those like evolution things. Like, how long has it been? <laughs> yeah, like, it yeah, make yeah. Sense. And also, like, why? Like, that's the only thing that we see yeah. as well. Like, we don't encounter any other like um, sea animals that I, I can recall at least. Anyway, mm. and it, that includes him going to like the apps, like the depths, like down to like what was originally ground level. Yeah. Like it was a long way. You don't see a thing. Like there is nothing. Yeah, you're right. Um, but for whatever reason, there's this one, like <laughs> enormous, weird, yeah, enormous, mm. like space alien shark thing that has like a vertical mouth, because that, uh, for whatever reason, um, <laughs> maybe it's good for catching stringy poos that like <laughs> cost leaves in the ocean. But yeah, and that like this is his his method of like fishing, to like just to get eaten, and then like. Jonah his way out yeah. of the whale from the inside. <laughs> I'd I'd love to know. I'd love to know the thought process behind um well no, you you gotta make the fish you gotta make them crazy, you know? <laughs> this actually plays into something that uh, ended up being one of my ideas for a sequel for this film, actually. I'm not sure if it's too early to start getting into these things here. No, I think I think we're prime I think we're primed for sequel territory. Yeah. The, the one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into sequel territory was yeah. um, the, that bad, the bad man's hair, that luscious, long oh, the Hercules hair. It was Hercules hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was stunning. Spectacular. But also, um, his character, yeah, amazing hair. Incredible looks. Hashtag Pantene. Yeah, award-winning <laughs> hair. But um, he was... Irish. I don't know if that actor is actually Irish or not, but did you notice the weird, like, there was a language thing? I, I know this would be like a one quick aside, but you've just reminded me of something else. <laughs> um, yeah, there's that that main sort of sidekick bad guy. He's yeah. like the second in command or something like that. Yeah. He's Irish, I think he's meant to be, um, which is fine. Like, it's, you know, it's fine that they have people with different, like, you know, ethnicities and backgrounds and language and stuff like that, because I assume that's going to happen in Waterworld. But just like, some of it just didn't seem necessary. Like, so there's that scene where he encounters that uh, other drifter who's clearly sort of gone mad from, you know, being alone at sea for such a long time. So that actor's name is Kim Coates. Right. Who's um, probably most notable for his role in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Pretty bad dude. Canadian American, I'm pretty sure. Irish in Borderworld for some reason. And like turning it on Irish, like not doing the job like <laughs> someone was like turn it up to 11 man like go for it yeah yeah and he yeah just is like a raving lunatic i'm not sure if that would try to like that was like what made them feel better about him being like a kind of pedophile because he tries to like bargain for the small girl oh yeah right yeah, there's yeah, like a very yeah, quick yeah. reference to that and then like kevin costner is like no i'm reading the piece of paper you gave me for these women and he just sort of shuts it down but yeah, I know that was like that was really weird to me. And then that other, you know, back to the mad scientist dude, like he had some weird accent as well, like some wacky accent. Mm. And then that scene where he shows up to another atoll where he goes to do trade, but the smokers have like hijacked it and they've hung all the people dead yeah. by wires. Like puppets. Yeah, he yeah. shouts out to them in some weird language that he refers to as Portugreek. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I missed that. Torture yeah. Greek. This is the like the depths that they went to with this sort of stuff. <laughs> but like they make one reference to things and <laughs> how, that was it. How lazy of that like you couldn't make up a new name for a, a, a language you just meld two together. Like Yeah. It, it was, oh no, it's Portugreek. Greek. It was really weird. Like I <laughs> again come back to like that question of like how far into the future are we? Yeah. Like we've yeah. come far enough that like 
humans and animals have evolved. Well, sorry, humans and that one other animal that exists in the world has evolved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, okay, I could I can get past like there's a new language in town, but it obviously hasn't been long enough that these two languages that have merged have become their own thing. <laughs> we're just going, ah, like, we got a little column A, we got a little bit of column B. We'll just, like, call it Portugreek. Sounds like a great restaurant idea. But yeah, as a language, yeah. I don't know. It, it, that's the only reference to it. There's like, ah, oh, it's Portugreek. It's their, it's their thing. And then everyone just speaks in English anyway. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like a lot of this movie. Yeah, I feel like there was an attempt to make some really detailed, specific... Well, I guess, like, just really specific details of this future. But then no one thought enough about the actual story. (laughs) Yeah. It just was like, oh, we've neglected the actual, like, driving force of this entire film. Love to be a fly on the wall in that pitch. Yeah, well, I did read that um, uh, part of the problems on the set of this whole thing was that, like, Kevin Costner was a massive dick. Really? Or, like, people just didn't like him. Like, there was, like, fallout and stuff. Like, he was living in some mad place in Hawaii where they shot it and everyone else was in, like, shitty... Um, you know, units with like no, there was no bathroom on set or like weird stuff like that. There was all these like things going on and yeah, which was kind of like nice because the entire time I was watching this film because Kevin Costner is kind of an awful person, <laughs> really. Like when you consider some of the stuff he does and the oh, stuff he says, yeah, hundred percent. Like he's awful, but it also makes sense that he should be awful. Like it's a dog eat dog world. Like you're out to just survive. Yeah, but like I don't know about you, but like I just can't. Like Kevin Costner is not that person to me. He's he's sort of even when he tries to say mean stuff, it's still sort of like a nice guy, just being like Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. There's a veneer of like of um like that strong, silent, good guy vibe. Yeah. Underneath it. Yeah, yeah. I get like, what you're saying. If you had like a Sean Penn in there or something like that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He strikes me as a real <laughs> smarmy asshole. Like, There's a question. Who could have played the Mariner better? Uh at the time or like just any like anyone now? Just anyone. Anyone. Go nuts. Yeah, I because that was the one thing that, that sort of stood out to me was he was not a believable asshole. Mm. And I like to think that maybe someone, because you got to think like these, there's like isolated people out on the ocean for long periods of time by themselves. They're probably going a bit crazy. Yeah. And it's dog eat dog apocalyptic sort of like world. I'm thinking maybe someone like uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd get real deranged, I reckon. Yeah. Dial he'd get real crazy. into it. Yeah. I would love to see someone completely opposite to that dude, this role, but like like weirdly pull it off. Like Tom Hanks? Yeah, or like like Hugh Grant. Oh, yeah. I don't think you should do that on my, on my, on my, on my boat. <laughs> yes, I, I, I will trade you these two women uh, for the lovely piece of paper you have in that jar. <laughs> Oh Lord, I can see it now, and I love it. I can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get JJ Abrams on the phone. Someone get Hugh Grant on the fucking phone. <laughs> we have a sequel idea. Yeah, and get Ramstein involved because I feel like oh yeah, that first attack scene was just a Ramstein Ramstein meets SeaWorld sequence. Fuck yeah, that's a great idea. Mm. Bring back metal band soundtracks. That was a real thing in like the early 2000s. Like every horror movie had like a metal soundtrack. Yeah. That's how I first heard of like Killswitch Engage on that Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. Yeah, I reckon Freddy vs. Jason is probably the only appropriate place for something like that. Totally. Because I even like, even movies that were already arguably bad, like Transformers, just because Michael Bay. Yeah, it's enjoyed. It's a popcorn film, whatever. It's all fine. Yeah. But the second the use started playing, I was like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. like, don't do this to me. Like I like the use. I got no problem with the use, but like as soon as you put like rock music and, and metal and heavy anything like that into a movie, instant corn. Yeah, instant corn. Like K O R N or. <laughs> oh. oh, see what you've done there. Oh. <laughs> ah, you corny bastard. Bloody done it. All right, I want to hear. I want to hear your sequel. Right, lay, lay it on me. Okay, so I um, Waterworld was sort of tough, and also you know it's the first time we've ever done this. So of course, yeah, and that's yeah, that's the thing. Like we don't we don't know where any of these are going to go. Yeah, I sort of went through a bit of a sequence here because I I felt like there was a few different directions. Um, you could lean into different elements of the film. The fact that it was just terrible. And so I, I think I initially, one of the things that I, I did note about the environment, like about the world itself, was that I, I like the environmental parable side of things, but the world wasn't realistic, didn't feel lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, for like a world that has the ice caps have melted, the weather was spectacular. Oh, yeah. Beautiful Constantly. sunny skies, like the water was always perfectly flat, like smooth sailing. That's not the case, right? That's, that's not going to be how things pan out like when we inevitably get to like actual water world so my first idea was like you know an extreme weather water world oh yeah uh where basically it's just like you know wild storms extreme weather things are going on it's crazy and i think the way that you get the punters to see this film is to call it water world 2 surfs up (laughs) yes right and yeah that's where i started that was my first sort of thing like there's something there but i had no like idea for a story i was just me trying to fix the world and then i was like i'm gonna keep going with like the environmental thing global warming you know climate change at least um maybe they enter a a nuclear winter and water world freezes over oh okay so now you've got water world 2 ice world yes yes there's like opportunities for things like you know, um, ice skating bandits and gangs and stuff like that. Um, I think it would be really easy to get things like ice tea, ice cube, and vanilla ice on board. <laughs> um, um, yeah, maybe like the, the the actual title could. There's many variations. You got like obviously Waterworld Two, the Ice World, Waterworld Two, the Freezing, Waterworld Two, the Big Chill. Uh, although that is possible copyright infringement with the uh, you know well-known movie The Big Chill. So maybe that one's out. How do I choose? Well, yeah, but th- th- that's the thing. I thought ice skating sounds fun, mm. but it's global warming. Right? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I would think it would be continuing to get hot. Water evaporates. It does. We now go into the future, uh, some number of years in the future. We don't know because we don't know in the first one, right? And now land is everywhere, and that, like, there's actually no water. Like, water is like new, like dirt. So it's really rare. So we have Waterworld 2, Land World. <laughs> and there's like a water economy and like people are trading water and there's like water alchemists. Oh, okay. Yeah, trying to create yeah. like water or like, you know, snake oil salesmen out there being like, I've got water, man. You got any loose water? <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah, so there's like, you know, there's this thing there. But the thing I, 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 that I finally landed on, I know I'm, this is a long-winded answer, but there was just so much to work with here. <laughs> was my idea called Waterworld 2, The Four Elements. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and I wanted to keep the whole like environmental parable thing going on there. So basically, it's again way in the future. Global warming's caused like the ice caps to melt, but it keeps going and it evaporates a bit. So we go back to like a regular sort of like distribution of water and land and all sorts of things going on. But you, there's like four sort of clans, which represent like the four basic elements so you got earth, air, water, and 
uh, what's the other one? Fire. Yeah, earth, water, air, and fire. And each clan represents that like basic element for like life and stuff, right? And uh, they all like, you know, it's all harmonious and amicable and they get along and things like that until a fifth newly made like synthesized element is somehow thrown into the mix and it causes all these big problems and stuff. You know, things are a lot easier to do now, but like at what cost, Matt? (laughs) At what cost? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so the tribes are, you know, thrown into upheaval and everything like that. And the story would obviously come back to its obvious conclusion, which is that like, yes, it's harder without this new synthesized thing but the world is a better place without it sort of thing and yeah we, i understand something like that would you call would you call that new element the fifth element yes <laughs> all right hey. yeah. i didn't have any any end of that Conf- joke i just really wanted to oh that's not a joke <laughs> Oh boy! The fifth, el- the, yeah, the, the, this newly created element would be called yeah. multipass. <laughs> it's, oh, redeemab- it's redeemable at any four clans. <laughs> Someone get Bruce Willis on the phone. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, so done. that's where I ended up with. It. I kind of you really went down the rabbit hole there. Yeah, nice, nice. I um, I really went, I really went all out with with mine in terms of I've just written like a dot point synopsis of an, yeah. an entire movie. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. Um, I'll read it to you. <laughs> the preferred uh, method, yeah. It's called it's called Waterworld Two, Tobacco Island. Oh, yeah. So, so I I've just I was so infatuated by this whole cigarette thing. I just think it's hilarious. I love this already. So it, it all revolves around that. Um, so twenty years have passed, um, and there's a peaceful settlement on dry land now. Mm-hmm. So there's you know a nice little community of people on dry land and all that. Uh, so the Mariner left at the end of the movie, right? Uh, and he's never returned, but he does glide by every now and then without their knowledge, just to kind of check in. They don't know. Okay, but he, you know to you observe know. from a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still cares. Yeah, well, that's Which nice. is nice, yeah. you know. One day the settlement is rocked by a fleet of hostiles. Ooh. It's the smokers. Okay. Um, so they clawed their way back um, after, after their big defeat mm-hmm. at the hands of um, Old Mate. Yep. Um, but they're out of cigarettes. They're all gone. <laughs> um, so they've become a mobile fleet of withdrawing assholes just looking for durries. That's their whole purpose is just to find cigarettes because right. they're fresh out, man. Oh, they're like that. that roving asshole at a party that's always like, yeah, you guys got any durries? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's always that one guy. That's that's them, but like a whole, there's a heap of them. I like this. Um, so out of just pure dumb luck, they stumble upon dry land. Yep. So they find they find the settlement. Now the, the the clan is run by a man with long brown hair, mm-hmm. and his name is Ash Trey. Oh, there he <laughs> yeah, you see what I've done there. <laughs> Trey spelt T R E Y. Ash Trey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Yeah. Um, Does he have two henchmen, Benson and Hedges? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god, that is sensational. Kudos to you, sir. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they they take the island, they take everyone hostage, um, they start leveling the settlement mm-hmm. so that they can start growing their tobacco crops, right? Because they need cigarettes. I hope you don't explain where they get the tobacco crops from. Absolutely not. Good. It's just a, it, they just have they them. They just have them. Yeah. yeah. They've just had nowhere to grow them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so soon they'll have all the cigarettes they'll ever want. So one day the the mariner decides to do one of his little glide buys, mm-hmm. sees a bunch of smoke. Something's amiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I better go check this out. 
So he he does his like sneak in stealth thing, kind of like how he gets onto the Exxon in the in the original movie. Yep. Um, he finds Helen locked in a cage, as in um, the the woman from yes. the, from the original Helen, movie. That's Helen. Right, yeah. Interesting choice of name. Yeah. Just you know. Didn't Helen also have, have like weird sort of wacky future names. I guess Deacon Deacon's not that crazy. Yeah. And the kid, mm. what was the kid's name again? Um, L uh, L oh, something. Enola. Uh, 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 An- Enola. Enola and Helen. Enola and Helen, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was the 90s. Hmm. Crazy time. <laughs> yeah, wacky, right? Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, he finds um, Kellen's locked in, locked in a special cage. It's a bit nicer than the rest of the cages. Something weird going on there. The Mariner is eventually captured and thrown into the same cage. Um, there's a big meeting, like a big confrontation with Ash mm-hmm. and the prisoners. Things get heated. Um, Ash puts his hands on Helen. Big pervert. <laughs> um, and the mariner yells, "Don't you touch your mother like that!" Oh, oh shit! So you know, in the original movie, when they fuck on the boat, or it's implied that they fuck on the boat. Yes, yeah, with the fish stick. Oh, um, wow! This is this so is so she she was pregnant, right? Yeah, and and it turns out that the son had left the island when he was fifteen to search for his dad, got uh, adopted by the smokers, right, and rose up to power in search of Durries. Yeah, so it's their it's their son. It's their son. This to me is the the winner. 100%. Oh, stop, stop! I'm I not even. S- I want to see this. I'm not even finished. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ash is shaken to the core. He's he's obviously not not happy. But wait, he knows who his mother is, though, right? Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> 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 that's right. I'm pretty sure this is the same thought that went to the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's a minor detail. We're good. We'll iron it out. It'll come out in the yeah. wash. It's fine. Yeah, we can work. <laughs> we can work around that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he can be kidnapped uh, mm. as a baby. Uh, well, actually, no, because then they would have found the island early. You know what? Yeah, this is how Waterworld some- One got made. <laughs> Someone finds out that they're related, and that's yeah. how it's it, it, the topic is broached. Yeah. That that's the a legitimate illegitimate fuck child. Mm. So, so the um he's shaken and he's 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 ready to kill them both. Yeah. So he pulls out his gun, and the mariner says, "There's more to life than smoking, son." <laughs> <laughs> and then Ash laughs and says, "Well, smoke you later, old man." Oh, no. <laughs> I think there needs to be like bulk one-liners. I think. Yeah, in I these films, so. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, suddenly, they're attacked by a strong force. All the guards in the in the little prison are killed, mm-hmm. um, and you find out that it's led by Enola. She'd been hiding in some caves nearby right. with a small force, and they uh, they she, come. She's and- covered in tattoos by now, like that guy from Prison Break. Oh, one hundred percent. They're all useful. Yeah. Yeah. Like tribal. Tribal, like uh, ne- stick and pokes. Ne- <laughs> Neo-tribal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ash escapes. He's out of there. The freed forces then go out and um, and prepare to hit the smoker's hideout on the island. We learn that Ash left the island. Oh, sorry. I mentioned this before. That he left the island when he was a kid to find yep. his dad. Um, so there's a big battle. Father and son fight it out. Oh. On some sort of catamaran, I would assume. I like. Um. Ash somehow gets to the upper hand, kills the mariner. Oh. Sad. Yeah. Um, Enola sees it and in a rage makes a beeline mm-hmm. to take on Ash. 
there's a big fight between those two. Mm-hmm. More fantastic one-liners. And Ola at one point says, looks like you're all smoke and no fire. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, damn. Someone should have put you out a long time ago. It's a, you see where I'm going with I this. see where you're going, yeah. yeah. Enola gets pinned, but he's able to reach um, a bottle. Yep. It's the container of piss. It's one of the piss machines. Ah. She throws piss in his face. Yep. Ash is blinded. While he's blinded, blinded, shoots one of those big harpoon guns. I just assume they're on every boat now. I think so. Yeah. I think the boat is just a vessel for the harpoon. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, um, he gets hit with the harpoon. He goes flying Mm -hmm. and gets pinned to a barrel of petrol on another boat. Oh. As he's dying, he tries to light one last cigarette. (laughs) But he lights himself on fire in the process and the boat explodes. (laughs) The settlers drive away the rest of the smokers. They win. Yep. Um, They have a heartfelt funeral for the mariner. And Mm. the peace is restored to the island. The camera pans out from the island, past the shipwrecked, shipwrecked smoker's boat, settling on the skeleton of Ash, holding an immaculate cigarette in his hand, <laughs> and credits. Bravo. <laughs> well done. I, uh, I am on board. It was unhinged. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> who, who, like, who's playing Ash? I need to know. Oh, God. Um, I, I hadn't thought that far ahead. I, yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm into it, though. Who do you think, who do you think could, could do that? <sighs> It just, I keep thinking Adam Driver because it seems like a, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, a parallel yeah. there with the totally. killing Han Solo. Um, he didn't do it with a cigarette though. Uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Or now that you've said, uh, who did you say before? Adam Driver? Oh, Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Shia he, LaBeouf. Would, he would make a great Ash, I think. Yeah. Unhinged. And you know what we could do? We could reunite uh, you know, um, a really good duo there who's appeared once before. You could have Shia LaBeouf as Ash Trey, and then as the aged Mariner, we can have Michael Douglas. Oh, and God, it's like yeah. like a Wall Street 2 reunion, <laughs> which is like the perfect, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Wet, wet Wall Street. Wet- <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas will just soak it all up. <laughs> oh, God, someone get this man a towel. <laughs> Hey, Ash, I see, oh no, it's Jack Nicholson there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got to work on my Michael Close Douglas. Enough. Yeah, Close enough. Basically the same. I'll take right? it. Yeah. I'll take all of that you got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that seems like a good place to leave it. Yeah. Why not? Successful episode one, I would say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, we want to hear from you guys, the listener as well. We want to hear your sequels to these movies. So if you've got a cracking Waterworld sequel, let us know. Hit us up on um, Facebook or Instagram I don't have any handles to give you yet because I haven't made the accounts. <laughs> um, but you know what? Um, we'll put them out in the next episode, which you'll be listening to shortly straight after this. So <laughs> keep, keep an ear out. We want to hear your, your Waterworld sequels. Yeah, give us your sequels. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, crew. Peace out. Finn. <laughs> <laughs> and credits. Credits. <laughs>